Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Primavera Sound from the Parkdale Forum. We are in weekend two of Primavera Sound and it is my joy, our joy and pleasure and honor to receive one of the bands that most of the festival attendants are most eager to see. We have with us Miss Laura Lee and DJ from Kruang Bin with us in the studio. Welcome. Right, thank you so much. Thank you. That was quite an intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, and I mean... We're we're super excited, uh, and we don't just say, we say this to every band because we truly are excited to see everyone, and it's been two years of not being able to be at a festival. But we are especially excited to finally see Kruangbin in Spain. Is this the first time you're playing España? Well, last night, I suppose we did play last night yeah, we played with um, Phoenix at the Pueblo Español in the old did. town. That's right. But we actually played Barcelona a few years ago at the Sidecar. Oh. Wow, what a privilege to see you in such a small place. <laughs> it's a small venue with low ceilings. That, yeah. That's a privilege. No longer, no more. Uh, when's the last time you played a, you played a small venue? Oh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018. It's been a while. Yeah, um, and there's no looking back now. But back then, the sidecar didn't feel like a small venue to us. Uh, it was, if I can remember correctly, it was very uh, nerve-wracking. Like, uh, we're playing. Uh, yeah, and we're playing so Barcelona people. for the first time and... And actually, this really lovely guy gave me a shirt off his back at that show, and I still have it and wear it regularly. So every time I put on that shirt, I think of Sidecar. <laughs> Did you ask, or was it just sort of- I just told him that I liked it. And he was like, here. Um, and yeah, it's great. People in Barcelona are nice. <laughs> I guess so. Well, and imagine, I imagine uh, because you have such a loyal fan base, uh, do you have lots of that happening on, on most of your concerts where there's this beautiful exchange of humanity and and things that get ex- yeah exchanged like t-shirts memorabilia that, that oh, make it feel like an, a special experience yeah always uh i think a couple of times i've given out a pair of my drumsticks um and that's hard to do because if you're a drummer um there's this thing about wooden sticks mm. and i don't i'm not one of the drummers that plays really loud and hard so i can use my sticks for quite a long time and the longer you use them, the better they feel because they, you know, the sweat and the oil from your hands starts to wear into the sticks and it becomes really, really nice and broken in. And there's a sweet spot and people ask me for them sometimes and I'm like, you know, I like these. They feel so good. You know, I want to play with these. Uh, but yeah, I mean, admittedly, I've used the same pair of sticks one time for like a year and a half. Played a year and a half of shows with the same pair of sticks. And, yeah. Um, it was hard to let go of those. <laughs> well, you might have to customize them a little bit so that they're like, look, these are like my my personal, you know, it's like having someone's boxing gloves or I don't know how that works. Yeah, they're, uh, they my are. sticks actually have my signature on ah. them and a little, little tiny airplane. So when people get, you know, a pair of DJ sticks, they know. I'm super biased, but I, I definitely think that the people that come to our shows are the best audience in the world. I've, I go to shows a lot. I've played with other artists and I love, the people at Krungbin shows. It's a really beautiful 
like kind, accepting, fun atmosphere. And I mean, they're our show, you know, that's what we see. And I'm so happy with what I see out there. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think our, our shows are a microcosm of just society in general, literally everyone. We see all ages, all races. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's uh, earth. That's the beauty. It's true that Kruangbin's music is is very positive, and it's and it and it, it helps us listeners really like travel without moving, and you take us through so many parts of the world, where and you can obviously tackle any kind of ancestral old music from any part and make it yours with your 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 touch. Is there any part of the world that is uh, that seems interesting that you haven't tapped yet that you think you'd work would work as a creative source of inspiration for Kruangbin? Uh, for me personally, we haven't played the continent of Africa yet, and that's on my list. I want to mm. go to the motherland and set foot there and play for those beautiful people, my brothers and sisters there. We're so close right now. Yeah. This is the closest, this is very this is close. the closest we've been. Just right across the water. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to know, like, what, what, what about Spanish music? Because you're such avid music fans. Mm -hmm. Are there Spanish bands that you like? Yeah. Well, your second album, a lot of it had a, it even had a Spanish title. Canto uh, al mundo. Mm -hmm. um, I like uh, Las Grecas. You know. Those yes. Um, yeah, I love um, Susana Estrada. Mm -hmm. um, Gózame ya. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's a freaky woman. I love yes. it. Live for it. Um, I like Paloma personally. She's huge. So yeah, yeah I've, I've been digging back into her catalog recently and. I like the stuff that she's doing too. Yeah, El Fadi was a Fadi. big influence for us um, on the last record. El Fadi. I, I mean, we would never imagine a <laughs> band, any band, especially from Austin, Texas, to name drop El fucking Fadi. In a, <laughs> in, like, he is a god in Spain. You know, he's we in Spain, we have Julio Iglesias and El Fadi. And you're either one or the other because gotcha. Julio Iglesias was like the, 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 the music of the rich, the music of the wonderful. Right. And Fadi was like the working class hero, you know? So it's like, there's always been the two Spains, no? And Johan, whose t-shirt were you wearing last week? I'm a, Julio, I'm a Julio Iglesias. Well, I, I, I aspire. I like some Julio songs. There's some good, there's some, it's not the like big songs that we like, but there's a couple jams of Julio that I like. But um, yeah, Pelota, our song off the last record was a very El Fadi inspired song. This is yeah. a- um, It's a little like chili pepper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we have the headline already. This is uh, the, the, of, the, of this show. Oh. Um, and another thing, uh, you were you were talking about maybe uh, drawing more on African influences for a future project. You are going to be playing on the one the biggest one of the biggest stages at the festival, just before Gorillas, who are a band or a, a musical project that just absorbs every other talent in the world to create a collaboration. I, I I'm surprised that if that Kruang Bin and Gorillas haven't done anything yet, or am I wrong? Is there is, has there been an approach from Damon? No, we haven't done anything, uh, at least to date, but I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah. Like Clint Eastwood is one of my favorite songs. I love that song. Yeah, we love the gorillas. Yeah. Surely um, tonight. Yeah, Damon hasn't texted me today, you know? What's up with that? <laughs> no, um, we don't yeah, we don't know them, but they're I feel like there's a lot of similar vibes in we, a way. We watched them. Um we played a festival with them, I believe. Outside lands. Outside lands and uh uh, we had a rare chance and opportunity to watch them, you know, play from the stage. I think there was a little balcony area from the stage that we watched. But yeah, fantastic show. 
And you're going to be playing at 8.05 p.m., I believe, which is kind of golden hour. Yeah, you know, sun, sun's going down. Did you ask for that slot or did they just give it to you? We, we just look at the schedule the day before and see it's, what yeah. we're supposed to go. It's because like Kruangbin, it really is like music for the sunset. I mean, you can you can listen to your music at any point in the day and the, and the night. But there is this thing. And because your albums are called, well, one of it is the Texas Sun there's this this afternoon kind of, you know, that melancholy when the day's done and you're ready to meet the night. It's just so perfect that you've been given that slot, like booking. Uh, the, I feel bad for them because there's so much beef. Uh, people are a little bit like with the clashes, but it's like, look, this was just a sweet spot. Um, do you enjoy it? Do you, do you have a preference if it was up to you for playing at certain hours in open air festivals? I mean, the golden hour is always beautiful. I mean, anything that's, Playing with the sun and natural lighting is is beautiful. We played a sunset, I mean a sunrise session yeah. uh, once in Croatia on the rocks, on the rocks, on the beach, right on the beach, and uh, we had to get up really, really early for that one. I'm not a morning person, mm -hmm. but when we got out there and we played, and oh, it was amazing. It was also yeah. like it it was when the clubs closed, so everyone had been out. I think the you know clubs closed at four or five, and mm -hmm. then they came to the rocks and we played. So. We were the like come down set and yeah. it was magical because you can watch people. It's like spirits kind of bounce right where they want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't talk about Texas. I've never been to Texas. Have you, Johan? No. 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 Uh, no Nashville. That's not Texas. <laughs> no. It's no. Not. Also, I wanted to say we're from Houston. Yeah. I said Dallas. You said Austin. You said Austin. I said Austin. Yeah. yeah we're from Houston. Sorry. It's close. <laughs> it's only, it's, Austin's about three and a half. Hours up the road, but yeah, Houston. Yeah. Do you have that like Barcelona, Madrid, where Houston and Austin and. and 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that the yeah. rivalry? Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. You were, you were saying. No, I, I was going to say, I've never, been, I've never been to Texas, but I feel like your music kind of transports me there. Um, it, what is Texas really like and what is its music like? I mean, do you think that what you make is quite typical of Texas or is it just too diverse to say? Texas is huge. The, U, the entire UK can mm. fit inside Texas three and a half times. Yeah. So you have to think just how diverse that makes the state. I mean, we have desert, we have swamp, we have mountains, we have plains, there's rolling hills. So just in landscape, it's kind of a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it's, it's expansive. And, you know, Texas sun and Texas moon are referring to the sky, which is the biggest sky you'll ever see because you don't have to build up in Texas because it's so big that you build out. So the sky is never interrupted. You're never, you know, like there's not buildings in the way. You can see sky from, from miles. all angles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And also the, the fact that most of Kruangbin is mostly an instrumental project, but you know, you've, you've found a wonderful uh, collaborator in Leon Bridges. Uh, it was a match made in heaven. Could you, I'm sure you've been asked many times, but could you, for our audience here, could you tell us a little bit how that friendship or that collaboration came to exist? Of course. Uh, we went on tour with Leon in 2018. And, uh, you know, when you tour with an artist, especially an artist from your home state, hmm. being Texas, uh, Texans have a lot of pride. And uh, so we hit it off quick. It was like touring with your family almost. And, uh, and uh, we passed a song to Leon, one of our instrumentals, and the next day he sent sent it back, like kind of singing over it. It's like, oh, we should record this, and basically that one song turned into 
the two EPs that now exist. So, if, if this isn't too rude a question, who gets the last word on decisions when you're working on something huh. like that? <laughs> you know, weirdly, on, on the records with Leon, there wasn't, we never really had that moment. Yeah. We have it on our own records, but not with um, Leon. It all kind of worked fairly easily. Yeah, and even in, in our own records, it's not really a last word thing. I mean, there's three of us, so there's usually always a deciding vote. You know, like, yeah. That's we useful. Don't get, in, don't get on a fourth member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this with um, one of the guys from Lightning Bolt. It's a duo, and they're like, man, it's always like uh, it's a 50-50 decision. If one says no, then it doesn't go ahead. Whereas when there's three, who's usually the deal breaker in Kruangbin? Oof. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like I, I consider Krungbin the uh, the Venn diagram of where the three of our tastes meet. So there's a good chance if all three of us are really, really into something, then that's where Krungbin lives. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you know, the things that need a deciding vote are usually relatively small. It's like, is this a fade out or is there a last note? You know, they're like, but those are really big decisions. I know they are, and, <laughs> they, and they, the the argument will go on for a while. But luckily, the yeah. three of us always figure it out. It yeah. must be because you know you could say that some of your music is could be labeled as pop in depending what context. But generally, I can imagine that you have you can have creative decisions that are endless. Like, is, is it do we just continue fading out or have a bit of a jam and stuff? No, it's 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 more expansive. Yeah. Oh yeah, it must be a headache. Um, I want to, we were talking about a fourth member, and Laura, I think you once called the barn you record in the fourth member of the band, which I thought was a rather charming thing to say. You've rec <laughs> you recorded all of your music there, basically. Why is it so important to you? Why is it like the fourth member of the band? Um, it's a unique place to record. Nobody else records there, you know, whereas you see so many artists go to amazing studios and record, which is incredible experience. Um, ours is unique to us. Nobody else goes to our barn, so it nothing else sounds like it. And I think that is similar to each of us in the band. You know, nobody sounds like DJ playing drums. Nobody sounds like me on bass or Mark on guitar, and nobody sounds like the barn. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere, and we get to look out onto rolling hills and haystacks and cows, and it's a really beautiful thing to create somewhere away from everything. Mm. Um, and it feels like home. We've tried to plan to record in other places and it always, we always end up at the barn and there's always problems because we're dealing with nature and elements, but it is also part of the fun. I wonder sometimes, presumably you can record there as long as you want. Um, do you ever have moments where you, you're like, okay, look, the end of this week, we've got to finish. Otherwise, we're going to be here till, you know, February. A hundred percent. That's, yeah. And we, we usually don't. We haven't had infinite time because we're always touring. Yeah. So. Right. Here lately, our engineer, Steve Christensen, always says, you know when a record is finished, either when you run out of time or you run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> and time is money, usually, most yeah. of the cases. Yeah. Is it is it staggering when you see that a song like Texas Sun has 121,148,846 uh, listens uh, the last time I checked, which was just like 10 minutes ago? Um, we should probably add a few. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, definitely. I try not to think too much about it. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. 
you know I love all all of my song babies equally yeah <laughs> I, I was amazed that you played Alexandra Palace in London which is a big big gig I've got this kind of theory which may be nonsense you've become big by stealth because there was never a moment when I realised that you were getting really big and then it's suddenly like 121 million uh, plays in Alexandra Palace. Like, how, how did you see it? How was it for you? Yeah, because it's not like you've had some massive PR campaign like Julio Iglesias did, you know, and stuff like that. It's, it's like, this is, as Ben said, it's stealthily all of a sudden. Um, I, I mean, relatively, we, we do try to stay, you know, kind of low-key and out of the spotlight. But uh, I don't know. Um, I kind of felt something kind of simmering around the pandemic when everyone went inside and, you know, we all kind of had to coop up and uh, coming out felt, you know, like a renaissance. I mean, like yeah. I did for a lot of other bands, you know, getting back to stages and and playing and welcoming each other back. But, um, but yeah, it felt different. And I don't know, for us, it's a little bit insular because we've been doing this for so long. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, but we've been a band since 2010. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's 12 years <laughs> today. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there was certainly a jump post-pandemic. Yeah. We released an album, our own album, plus the release with Leon. So I think, but it was hard to see that things grew because we were all inside. So it wasn't like we were touring during that time where we could see that the, the crowd was growing. All of a sudden we come back and play Alexandra Palace. But we have done the rounds. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like. We're the we're the turtle, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, our first show in in the UK specifically was uh, at the Ace Hotel in a tiny little basement. Yeah. Uh, back in November of well October of 20, 2015. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then from there, we kind of worked our way up. And you know, I remember playing the Roundhouse with uh, Father John Misty the following year, mm -hmm. and that feeling like huge, like seeing three thousand people was like wow. You know, we were all so nervous. Alexandra Palace was crazy. Yeah, it was. It's like yeah, twelve thousand or eleven thousand people. It looked like a festival inside. Yeah, indoor. Yeah, yeah. indoor. Well, wait till you see this afternoon. Can't I wait. I like that. Well, what I've read from internet is I get the sense that it was from touring with other musicians, uh, with other bands as their touring musicians, that they suggested you form your own band. Like they, it was other musicians who encouraged you to to form Krang. Been more, am I, no. that's like Wikipedia's fake news. Right? Yeah, that was fake news. <laughs> fake news. No, no, I went on a, I went on a tour. Mark got me a gig playing bass. I'd barely been playing, opening up for Bonobo, and we were in a minivan with like gear and five people, and we were all flipping coins to see who got to sleep on the bed that night because we were in Motel Sixes, and um, at the end of that run, I looked at Mark and was like, I want to start a band. <laughs> Um, and he was like, are you sure? I was like, I want to do this forever. And then I asked DJ if he would join our band. And then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it was a sort of naive. I'd never been in a band and I had barely been playing that I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. comfortable, right? Being on stage every night and what it takes, you know, there's a lot of emotional toll to get to that moment where you plug in and hello, everyone, we are so-and-so. Yeah. But also, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong with this one, but I get this, uh, some of you uh, came from, your musical background is in the church, playing in church choirs, being the, the backing band for, for church choirs, which is 
quite a, a phenomenon in itself in, in the south of the United States. Yeah. There's uh, so many talents. I mean, from Aretha Franklin to, I don't know, everyone who made a, a, an left an impre impressive legacy in soul music and stuff came from gospel, came from stuff. And I get the feeling that people who come from playing in church have a more solid base to become an ent uh, entertainer. Is this a fallacy or... Or could you comment on this idea, this perception? Yeah, there's a there's a style that happens, uh, I guess, playing in church because uh, it was actually a big transition for me transitioning to the stage because in church, um, you're almost trained not to be seen, you know, and, yeah. and not to draw attention to yourself. And then obviously on the stage, that's, you know, totally flipped because everyone's looking at you. Uh, so, but I think it, in a sense, it teaches you to get out of the way of the music and just serve the music itself and not serve yourself. And I think at the heart, that's what a good musician does. Yeah. I, I, oh, sorry, I used to watch them play at church and you really have to be in tune with how the audience is feeling and build them up in the moments mm -hmm. that you're meant to. And I think that, you know, the concerts in general are some form of a service. Yeah. 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 So, and it, that whole thing of like you are kind of singing to reach a higher plane, spiritual plane. I no is is that maybe what it is? Whereas sometimes on a tour, maybe you're 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 in it, but but sometimes you it might feel not. I'm not saying your case, but a lot of bands sometimes we have spoken to them when they get that jaded experience. It's like when well, we've been playing for 50 nights uh, in a row, right. uh, we're we're on autopilot. Sometimes there's no spiritual playing here. It's just like oh, let's just. Well, that's the thing about playing live. It's it's an infinite feedback loop of energy. Um, we've had instances to where we've had long sound checks, for instance. And when you're in soundcheck, obviously, there's no one in the building. It's just you playing songs. And when we walk off, it's like, man, why am I so, t why am I so tired right now? It's because all of the energy that you gave, you didn't get it back. Mm. But when you play the live show, you give this energy to the crowd, and then they give it back to you, and then you give it back to them, and they give it back. And the opposite happens when you leave the stage from a show. It's like you feel amped and energized because everything's coming back at you. So that's you know it's that's a thing, yeah. I wanted to ask about about your live show because I saw I saw the show last night. It's the first time I've seen you. Really enjoyed it, and maybe everyone knows this, but I didn't know you did the, that kind of cover medley. That was amazing. Like, how many songs can you throw into that? Because it was just like song after song. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's this and this, and you did them all so well and like changing tempos and everything. Um, I'm, yeah, like, we change. I mean, we're. We change it up. Yeah, we switched that it was up. that was what we did last night. Um, God, I don't know what the biggest medley we've ever done is. The mega medley. The mega we medley. Call it, <laughs> mega we medley. call it the mega medley, but which was basically uh, a bunch of the medleys that we'd put together previously, just stacked on top of each other. And um, yeah, I think there's you know, and and the records that we put out, we try to sing in different languages sometimes because I think we want to kind of wink to as many people as we can to say, we we know you, we love you, we're here too for you. And I think the medleys in a way, they're all over the place. And some everybody is gonna know one of the songs. And so everybody can have that moment where you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, there's... Yeah, so it's like, it's about bringing people together at the end of it. Talking about, about languages, we were, we were talking about this yesterday and we were saying that, um, talking about bands who come to Barcelona, 
and speak Catalan. Do you, have you, do you, are you going to try any Catalan tonight? I am not well versed in Catalan at all. I don't think anyone is. I'm not um, either. Um, being from Texas, we all speak a little Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but the Spanish is a little bit different here. I guess the dialect and the speed. Uh, it's so fast, like the, the speed of the Spanish here. But it's so beautiful. I mean, the language itself, it's a beautiful language. Uh, and I love hearing native Spaniards speak the language. It's like so, uh, it's like a flower. Yeah, luckily, because our songs are mainly instrumental, we can just lean in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody speaks instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> it's a universal language, most definitely. Um, I, oh, by the way, you've had time. You've had time to do a little bit of tourism in Barcelona since you played two. You're playing two nights. Uh, have you been able to see a little bit of the city? Is there anything that you've liked? Um, we've been hanging out quite a bit. I mean, I went out for a walk, uh, a pretty long walk the other day, and it was nice. I I've enjoyed being here. The food is great. Yeah, walked on the sea. I mean, honestly, because there's so many artists here, it's like summer camp for musicians. So being able to catch up with your friends mm. um, in a beautiful place is an incredible thing. Yeah, you hung out with Flea the other day. Yeah, oh, because oh, he's they played, not the festival they played the day before yesterday in yeah. Barcelona. Ah, so you, you, yeah, he's like, hey, I'm in town. Yeah. yeah my, my, my BFF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, because of course. And have you ever played together? Do you jam on the bass? He's no, like, <laughs> but we had a beautiful moment where it was Flea and Thundercat and myself and... They had a bass, bass triangle. Yeah, we, we stood in a bass triangle. <laughs> they stood in a bass triangle. Hang on. What, what was that? Was it free bass? Free bass, Was yeah. it Peter Hook from New Order and Joy Division? Manny from the Stone Manny Roses from... and someone else. They Maybe someone free... from Happy Mondays or... or... Yeah, yeah, three yeah, bass free player bass. group, and I don't think they ever released any records, but they certainly they existed. Toured, yeah, yeah. That's Are you still avid record collectors? I mean, do you try and buy, if search out like record shops in wherever you go in the in the in the world? We yeah, we haven't this we haven't yet this run. Um, mm. We will. It's it's crazy because we've we've been touring up until re like last year and this year, but we've been in a COVID bubble. Yeah. So we weren't allowed to go into shops or see anybody until like very recently. Yeah. So I think the first step was like friends yeah. and then it'll be record shops. Wawa Records. Wawa Records? Wawa Records. They actually, they reissue uh, long lost albums. They have like licensing thing. They've got it all covered. Ariel Pink, I think it was the one who said it was his favorite record store in the world. Uh, it, Slightly grumpy, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, oh, the people at Wawa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but record record shop, you, you expect record shop <laughs> yeah. workers to be like the most uh, grumpy, yeah. antisocial people on earth with the best music taste ever. <laughs> I, I want to ask very briefly about your T-shirts because I was at the gig last night again and I saw some amazing T-shirts and there are some people down there that have amazing T-shirts as well. Really beautiful. How come, like, who does your t-shirts? How come they're so, they're so amazing? Ah! Oh, we have the designer the in front the, of us. They are so nice. Oh. Congratulations. Very good work. Um, I, I used to work in, um, in art. I used to work in art museums and, and curation. And so I'm still getting to use that muscle in finding all the artists that make our work. Um, and then we get to hang them up on our wall or wear them. And it's like really great. Yeah. 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 You got to leave artwork behind and uh, along with the great recordings. Anyway, 
I Thanks think for... that's all we have time for. Yeah, the bell tolls. The bell tolls. Uh, thank you so much, uh, DJ Laura, for joining us here in Radio mm. Primera Sound. Thanks to the thank audience you. who've come here. I hope you guys come tonight. Yeah. Yeah, eight o'clock, <laughs> eight o'clock, the golden hour oh. over at the at the massive stage. I think it's well, one of the two next to each other. Estrella, I would okay. say, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, yeah. Uh, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for your music. Uh, thank, thank you. So thanks much for having us.